Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. We hand over to Julie. Nehemiah, of course, is a great prophetic picture of God wanting to always build and, uh, and uh, to build with uh, not just a person, but with many people. So just on the, on the back of that, just a, a, a little exhortation, encouragement. Not sure I'm going to say anything particularly new tonight, but just a little reminder regarding the power of serving. So we're just going to have a verse put up from Romans chapter 1 and verse 1. And this is in the New Testament, and it's a book that the Apostle Paul uh, wrote to uh, the church in Rome. Uh, Some of the cities uh, of the New Testament have sort of changed and uh, no longer carry influence. But of course, Rome's still the capital of Italy, uh, the eternal city, still a place which people like to go to and uh, see the Trevi Fountain and all those sorts of things. And uh, so it was influential now, it's inf- it was influential then. And Paul writes to the Romans. Uh, uh, some people think it was his masterpiece in terms of, uh, of writing and theologians have picked over Romans for years and loved it. But here's the start. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. And I think he got it absolutely right in terms of uh, the way that he navigated a description of himself. Not, you know, I'm the very reverend, holy, dynamic, supernatural, amazing, you know, all singing, all dancing apostle. Oh, and by the way, I am to serve. I am a servant and I am called to be an apostle. And I'll come to just the whole sense of that in a moment. But in the New Testament, there are about seven words. We'll just leave that up uh, for a moment, Chris, before we go to the, the, ne- the, the final slide. In the New Testament, there are about seven words, seven words in the original language of the New Testament Greek uh, for the word servant. You'll know that there are numbers of words in that language uh, more than what we can use in the English language. Love being another example, of course. And sometimes the words in the uh, original language carry a slightly different meaning uh, to the words of the English language. So, for instance, when it says you've got to hate people to follow Jesus, it's not talking about hatred in the negative sense that we would interpret that word, simply about priority, who comes first. And if we're going to be followers of Jesus, then the ultimate challenge is that he comes before everything. But the word for servant here is the word that's most used, and some of you would be aware of it. It's the word doulos. And, uh, and the word doulos has several meanings. It means bound to God. It means in bondage. It means bond slave. You may be saying, I don't know, Phil, I thought that when I became a Christian, I was called to get free. I'll come to that in a minute. Um, there's no contradiction at all. And uh, in Acts chapter 20, which we've not referenced tonight, but it's a great chapter, Paul meets the elders of the church at Ephesus, knowing they knowing, he knowing that this would be the last time they would meet on the earth. And um, he meets them at, at Miletus and he says in one of the verses there, verse 22, in the more modern translations, it says, I'm compelled by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. But in the wonderful uh, uh, good news, sorry, uh, King James, New King James, he says, I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I'm bound. I mean, I'm in slavery to what the Spirit's telling me to do. I know you guys are telling me not to go, but I'm going because I'm, I'm bound to go. And uh, I was reminded of, uh, um, I, I'm not a, 
In fact, I can never answer the questions on Mastermind about Greek mythology, but I was reminded about Ulysses in Greek mythology. And Ulysses and his, and his uh, men used to sail the waters. And, uh, and uh, they, they would uh, be aware of the siren voices, that the sirens were uh, sort of a, 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 an expression of femininity in, in Greek mythology. And you may have heard the phrase, be careful of siren voices. It's where it comes from. So as they, would, as they would go near the siren voices, they were aware that the siren voices were seductive. They were trying to draw them in. They were trying to get them to crash on the rocks. They were trying to draw them in to something they didn't want to hear. So Ulysses used to be bound to the mast. Bound to, so he couldn't go anywhere. He was bound. And uh, I was listening to a Greek preacher several years ago that was using the illustration of Ulysses being bound to the mass to describe this is exactly the sort of bondage that the Apostle Paul committed himself to. I am bound to follow what the Spirit of God is telling me to do because I'm a doulos, I'm a servant. Let me say this, if I can put it in inverted commas, the bondage of being a servant of Jesus is the most liberating feeling you can ever have in your life whom the sun sets free is free indeed you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free if you really want to be free you've got to learn to be bound and the more you get bound the more you live free it seems a contradiction but the gospel is a paradox And I'm telling you, if you will put it into action, if you will commit to being a doulos, a bond slave, bound to the purposes of God over your life, you will live free. There's something called a Ulysses pact or contract. It's sometimes worked out in the medical profession and others. And simply the Ulysses pact is that somebody is binding themselves into their future. I am committed to this. I am giving myself to this. I am following this. And that's the calling of Jesus Christ in our lives. Let me underscore it. In Arena Church, you'll know that one of our bedrock truths is that we want people to know God and to find freedom and then to discover their purpose and to make a difference. And tonight, if you're trying to find freedom in your own efforts, you'll never do it. The way that you start to try and find freedom is to commit to being a doulos of Jesus. And then he'll help you really find freedom. So just five things as we close. They're nothing new. But here's five things about being a doulos servant. Number one, uh, and this is just to encourage us for July the 13th. Number one, serving is not for identity, but from identity. We've already sang tonight, I am who you say I am. We are not serving tonight because we are trying to get there. We are serving because he has got to us. We are not serving tonight because we're trying to climb some greasy pole, hoping that somehow we'll be good enough for God. We are sons and daughters of God. That's why we serve. Because of the identity of being part of his family. And when we understand that we are in him and he in us, then the inevitability is that we veer towards serving the Lord. Number two, we're not trying to impress God. He already loves us and he likes us. 
Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, after relatively 30 years of obscurity, Jesus appears on the scene and he gets baptized. He didn't need to get baptized because he, he, he had no sin to repent of, but he did it as an example for us. Baseline question, why should I get baptized? Because Jesus was. And uh, he said to John the Baptist, his cousin, will you baptize me? Well, John, yeah, I'm okay. No, will you baptize me? And as he came out of the waters, there was a voice from heaven saying, this is before a miracle. This is before water and the wine. This is before lepers being healed. This is before demoniacs being set free. He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. You don't have to do anything. The thing is, you don't have to pitch up on July the 13th and God still loves you and still likes you. But because he loves you and likes you and because you're not doing it to get to him, it's an incredible motivation to follow the Lord. Let me use a phrase for a moment which I actually don't like using. So you'll forgive me. But this is the problem. And please hear me, we do goodness. Because we're not talking about being do-gooders. Do-gooders are people that are trying to think that what they do will make God love them. And might be even he'll like them. And sometimes they're the most difficult people to win for Jesus because they keep getting in the way. I want to say tonight, you can be the greatest do-gooder in the world, but first and foremost, you need to say sorry for your sins. And yes, every do-gooder is a sinner as well. You need to turn to God, realize that without grace, you could never be anything from him. And then your doing good finds a completely new level. We're not impressing God. God's not impressed by July the 13th. We're doing it because we've got a passion, as you've heard tonight, to reach needy people. But this is my beloved people at Arena, in whom I'm well pleased. He loves you tonight. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He actually likes you. He likes hearing you talk to him. It's called prayer. He likes it when you open his story. It's called the Bible. He likes it when we turn up at church and praise his holy name. Not that he needs it, but somehow it does something in us. He loves all that. And he's thrilled that we're responding in this way. Number three, um, serving is not an action, but it's an attitude. It's not an action, it's an attitude. And the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 7, serving wholeheartedly. Now this will be tested because when you serve, when you commit to being a doulos slave, when you walk about with the bowl of water and the towel, there will be times when it will be unseen. Nobody's going to know. There will be times when it's unappreciated. Nobody, let me underscore that, nobody is going to say thank you. And there will be times when it will be unrewarded. You've got ministry ready. You've got something ready. Nobody responds. There seems to be no reward. That is when your heart will be tested. And if you are serving simply out of action, you'll get ticked off with it. You'll get fed up saying, I'm not doing this anymore. Those flipping people. But when you are serving from the heart, guess what? You just keep doing it. 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 You just press through the non-thank yous. Now, am I saying tonight that we should walk around not saying thank you to people deliberately? Of course not. We heard about that in staff meeting this morning. We should make every effort to encourage. But the reality is 
that the commitment, the journey of a doulos will bring this to your life. And you'll only prevail when you're serving, not from an action, but from a heart. And the heart leads to action. Number four, serving is not a loss, but a gain. Maybe there's somebody in your your world saying, what are you doing all that for? What are you getting involved in, arena? Well, you're giving a a Saturday up. What's all that about? And they're chirping at you, wondering what you're doing. Them people people are always asking for your time. Those pastors are always the do-do-do-do-do. As though it's a loss. Serving is not a loss. It's a gain. When you realise, friends, that when you came to Jesus Christ and you began to know him, and you're on a journey of finding freedom, and you found community called Arena, and people helping you to position your life so that you can make a difference, you have found your redemptive purpose for living. And your redemptive purpose for living is not selfishness, but selflessness. It's not me, me, me. It's thinking of others. It's the most natural progression of being a Christian. Of course it'll be contested for. But when you serve, you're not losing. You're winning. You're gaining every time. And I encourage you to press through, push back on the negative voices and be what God's called you to be. And number five, serving is not insignificant, but it's essential. You say, well, nobody sees me. No, you know, I, I, you know, you could be on the car park, could be on the welcome, could be locking up. Could, no, nobody, knows, nobody knows what I do. Really? Well, the, the, the Lord of heaven knows what you do. And, and, and then there's the thing, why do I bother? Because I don't make any difference. You know, I'm, I've not got a platform gift. I've not got a light. I'm not in the limelight. But here's the truth. Christian mentioned it. Here's the truth. That, that every act of serving is not insignificant. It's essential. So those verses there, a cup of water in my name. 1 Corinthians 12, 22 talks about the body. Even the weakest part of the body is essential. And Matthew 7 and verse uh, 6 talks about, uh, again, making that uh, commitment in the, in, the, uh, the, in the secret place. Nobody sees it, but it makes an incredible project, uh, participation from the secret place into the public. I close. The disciples, what a, what a crowd they were. And uh, as you read the Gospels, you'll find at times that they'd not signed up for the subjection of being a doulos, but the ambition of sitting at the Father's right hand. Lord, who's going to sit next to you when we get the glory? And uh, Jesus said, whoever wants to be great must first become a doulos, a servant. And then he went on to say, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. I wish I could take you to the Thursday night of the Arena Ministry School earlier in the year when Mark Holcroft did an exposition on Philippines, uh, Philippians. And he talked about the fact that humility in the ancient world wasn't something that people chased. What they chased was strata, position, echelon. And he, he, he drew a, a ladder and articulated to us what the, you, the humbling of Jesus spoken about in Philippians chapter 2, taking on the form of a servant, actually meant. It was breathtaking. It was incredible. It reminded us again that when we commit to servanthood, all we're doing is following 
the footsteps of Jesus. As somebody said, he's called us to be co-laborers, not co-stars. We're not up there sort of, we're just co-laborers with Jesus. And the, the fact of the matter is, friends, that if nobody notices down here one day, you're going to stand before him and he's going to say these incredible words. Well done, good and faithful servant. So there we go. July the 13th, you've heard the passion of our lead pastor. Here's a little exhortation just to remind us that tonight the call is to be a doulos. And the more you get bound to Jesus, the more you live free in your life. And it's not for identity, but from it. It's not trying to impress God. He already loves and likes us. It's not an action, it's an attitude. It's not a loss, it's always a gain. And it's not insignificant because you are essential. And Julie's going to help us in the practicals. And I encourage you to sign up for July the 13th and let us hear in Ilkeston, as they do in Mansfield and in the other campuses, make a difference for the glory of God.